Well, this morning, I wanted to preach about Stephanie, but I couldn't find Stephanie in the Bible. But I did find Stephanus. Stephanus. This is the male counterpart, I guess, of Stephanie. So I want to talk to you about Stephanus today. And uh, we don't know a whole lot about Stephanus. Some of it's kind of been pieced together by church history, and some of it's kind of been pieced together by Brother Nick's imagination. But we do know this. We know that there was a Stephanus. The, na the name means crowned one. Your name, Stephanie, means crowned one. And... Uh, so uh, you're, you're kind of the queen in the home, I guess, uh, with uh, King Brad. And, uh, but, uh, but crowned one. We, uh, we do know that Stephanus was the first convert in Achaia. We're going to see that in a minute. But uh, Achaia is that lower part of Greece that has Athens and Corinth in it. And so uh, Stephanus is associated mostly with the church in Corinth, but we have reason to believe that he was really an Athenian, that he lived in Athens, because when Paul was on his second missionary journey, you remember they left uh, Europe, uh, left Asia, went over to Europe, went to Philippi, and there they uh, led some people to Christ in Philippi, and then they were th kind of driven out of Philippi. They went down to Thessalonica. They were mistreated there. Then they went down to Berea, and uh, they were accepted pretty well there. And then uh, Paul left uh, some of his workers in, in Berea, and he went down to Athens. And so there in Athens, he saw... Uh, I saw a lot of paganism. I mean, this was the center of uh, all the worship of the pagan gods and goddesses. And Paul went out to Mars Hill to a place where Athenian philosophers gathered. And Paul preached to them. And he preached Jesus to them. And the Bible tells us that some were converted a woman named Damaris or Damaris was converted. A man uh, named Dionysius, the Areopagite, was converted. And we have reason to believe that another man was converted because it says many were converted there and were baptized. And we believe that one of those was Stephanus and his family. Not just his wife and kids, maybe, but even his household servants. And the whole household came to faith in Jesus. And Paul baptized Stephanus. And he said of Stephanus, you're the first convert in Achaia. That is, in that part. I mean, if there were some that had already been converted in Philippi and so forth. But he was the first convert convert in Achaia and so Paul left Athens and he made the 60 mile journey over to Corinth and it's possible and again we can't be certain about this but just go with me on it it's possible that Stephanus said uh, 
I want to travel with you, Paul. I want to bring my family, and I want to help in the ministry. So he comes with Paul to Corinth. Now, Corinth was the cesspool of Europe. It was the most debauched, if that's a word, city in ancient times. If you took the worst of New Orleans and the worst of San Francisco and the worst of New York and the worst of Las Vegas and you put them all together, you would have Corinth. So it was not a, not a, not a place that you think would you could plant a church. But there in that cesspool, God planted a little flower called the church in Corinth. And a man named Crispus and a man named Gaius were saved. The Bible tells about that in the book of Acts. And there were many others who came to faith in Jesus. And uh, they were all baby Christians. And Stephanus was there to kind of help them and encourage them and lead them. He was probably a little more educated, maybe, maybe a, a little more, uh, 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 maybe a little more wealthy, and and he he began to help out there in Corinth, and uh, and then Paul left Corinth. He was there eighteen months, and then he left Corinth, and he went to Ephesus, where he stayed for three years. And while he was at Ephesus, Stephanus was kind of trying to help the church there in Corinth. Can you imagine pastoring that church? Can you imagine trying to lead a bunch of people? And, and they fought about everything. They even got drunk at the Lord's Supper. And, and they were suing one another. In, in fighting with them, they were arguing over who was their favorite preacher. Some of them said, well, I like Apollos. I'm following him. And others said, no, Paul's my man. And others said, no, Simon Peter's mine. And then you had one group who's uh, those super pious. They said, we just follow Jesus. And then they all got to fighting with one another over it. And things were kind of falling apart. Things were, were uh, going south in that little church and I've pastored some churches kind of similar to that I thank God that I'm finishing my ministry in a good church Ooh, I've been in some though that uh, they probably should have been called First Corinthian Baptist Church and uh, but uh, Stephanus said uh, to the people there that were fussing, fighting, and quarreling, and uh, going through all this stuff, fighting even over spiritual gifts. Fight, they, anything they could fight about, they fought about. They, they probably were Baptists. And, uh, and uh, so Stephanus said, you know, I think I need to go see Paul. He's down in Ephesus. He's not too far away. He needs to know what's going on here. So Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, 
Fortunatus is a name. Today, we just call him Lucky. And then Achaicus, he got his name from the area in which he lived. So if he lived here in Texas, we'd call him Tex. So, uh, so uh, Stephanus and Lucky and Tex, they, uh, they head down over to Ephesus. They get there and they say, Paul, he said, I'm so glad to see you guys. And he, they said, well, you may not be so glad to see us. We're not bringing you a great report. We just want to tell you what's going on in Corinth. And so they, Paul gets the report. He has to sit down, I'm sure. And he said, oh, my goodness. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, give me something to say to these people. And then the Spirit begins to say, well, here's what you need to say. And Paul says, give me a pen. And he writes the book that we have in our Bible called First Corinthians. He wrote a letter to the Corinthians, and he tries to straighten them out. Now, there's a lot of other stuff about the Corinthian correspondence that I don't have time to get into today. Uh, he ended up writing actually four letters to the Corinthians. We only have two of them in our Bible, First and Second Corinthians. But in First Corinthians, he says... Uh, to the Corinthians, they were fussing and fighting over their favorite preacher, and he said, look, don't, don't even include me in that bunch. He said, I, I, I'm not a favorite. I, I don't even want to be listed in the favorite. He said, when I was there with you, I, I didn't baptize anybody except Crispus and Gaius. He said, God didn't send me to baptize. He sent me to preach, and he said, oh, oh, and, oh, I do remember I baptized Stephanus. Probably Stephanus was standing over his shoulder when he's saying that. And he said, hey, oh, Paul, don't forget, you baptized me too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He said, uh, but I didn't baptize you in Corinth. I baptized you in Athens. That's the reason I left your name out. Now, I know some of you are looking at me like, you're just making all that stuff up, aren't you? No, it's actually, it's actually in there. Just got to see it. And uh, so Paul, Stephanus also says, you know, those Corinthians, they're a weird bunch. I'm from Athens, and they're not giving me much respect. They're calling me Mr. Smarty Pants and stuff like that. That's not in there, but I mean, it's, they're, 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 they don't want to follow me. I, I, I'm trying my best to lead them, and... And, and because we're different, because I'm from a different culture than they are, I'm from the Athenian culture, and even though it's just 60 miles apart, they're from that sin-saturated Corinthian culture, I'm from that sophisticated Athenian culture, and they, they won't follow me. So Paul, after he finishes writing this wonderful letter to the Corinthians, he closes his letter Chapter 16, beginning in verse 15. This is my text for today. So I preached my sermon. Now I'm going to read my text, okay? So usually you do it the other way around. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning with verse 15. And he's writing to the Corinthians. So we get that. You got it? 1 Corinthians chapter 16, beginning in verse 15. I beseech you, brethren, 
You know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia. They're the first folks that got saved over in Achaia. And that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And then verse 16, he says, uh, be, submit yourselves to him. To, in other words, give respect and honor to Stephanus. He, he's a good leader. And to everyone that helps with us and labors. I rejoice at the coming of Stephanus and Lucky and Tex. For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. He said, they, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. I've never preached on that passage of scripture before. But I'm about to. Stephanus has a lot in common with Stephanie and with Brad and with Jackson and with Simon. Stephanie's family were addicts, just like Stephanie and Brad. <laughs> he says they were addicted to service. They absolutely couldn't get enough. They just were, were like, a, a, like, like other kind of addicts in a bad way, but they were addicted to a good thing. They were addicted to serving the people of God. And says, therefore, honor them and appreciate them. Follow their leadership. So that's pretty much my sermon. But I do want to say something about addictions. An addiction starts with just an appetite or a desire. Now, this is an addiction to serving people. And I have observed for a dozen years now the Pirtle family. And I tell you what, now there, don't you go out and say that our worship leader is an addict because if you're going to say that, at least explain what you're talking about. But I have observed that this family is addicted to serving people. It started out with just a, an appetite, just a desire. But you know what happens with an addiction? You start with it, and you have to increase it. You do some, and you say, that was so good, I'm going to double that. And now that's a bad thing if you're talking about drugs or alcohol, or, or some other addiction. But boy, when you're talking about being addicted to loving people and serving people, that's a good thing. That's the way it ought to be. And every one of us ought to be saying, God, help me be addicted to serving. Help me be addicted to loving you, worshiping you, and serving you. And, and the thing about an addiction is that it starts with a, a desire and appetite, and then it increases with use, and then finally... You just almost become dependent on it. Just every day, you just think, I, I, just, I just can't do enough. And I know it would embarrass their whole family if I got up here and tried to tell you all the things that they do that you don't even know about. Because the reason they do it, the way they do it, when they do it, is because they don't want you to know about it.
And that's another thing about addicts. Usually addicts don't really want everybody to know they're addicted, right? But I'll just say that uh, God has blessed our church as a whole, and God has blessed me and my wife with uh, the interaction that I've had with this crowned one and her husband and their children. Uh, Stephanie is amazing at organization. One of the first things I noticed when we came here is that she had everything so, so organized. And I also noticed that she could get pretty flustered if things were disorganized. And I remember her saying one time, you know, I think cleanliness is next to godliness. You know, I think she thinks that organization is, uh, is a great gift from God. And so uh, God wanted to teach her some flexibility. So he brought me here. <laughs> my, my gifts of administration and organization on a scale of 1 to 10 is about a minus 3. And so one reason that I accepted the position here as pastor, honestly. You know, there was a couple of years. I was the interim for a couple of years, wasn't I? And I kept saying, no, no, I just don't, I don't think I need to come be your pastor. And one reason was because there's a lot to do in a church even this size. And I just kept thinking, you know, as long as I'm interim, there are a lot of people who are carrying the load. And I don't really have to do much except just come and love on the people and preach and teach, do some counseling. But I thought, if I come as the pastor, they're going to all stop. And they're going to say, now we got a pastor, you can handle all this. But after about a year and a half of being interim, I noticed that not only did, did the people do the work, they loved to do the work. They were addicted to doing the work. And I thought, you know, if I'm the pastor, I'll just keep letting them do all that work. And I'll do what I like to do. I'll preach, and I'll teach, and I'll counsel, and I'll shepherd, and I'll fellowship, and I'll eat. Because I'm good at those five things. And uh, so I accepted with a little bit of fear and trepidation because I thought, what if the people who have been carrying the load suddenly lay it down, or even worse than that, hand it to me? And they didn't. They just kept on doing what they were doing. And I think Stephanie and Brad, and of course Al and Pam, uh, were a big part of that. The poppies were a big part of that. The lavenders were a big part of that. And so many others. I just, if I try to name the Gomez's, of course, Elizabeth, she's just always 
faithful and just uh, through all else. Just, my goodness, just. Uh, well, and then Al and Pam left. And I shivered a little. I thought, oh, no, who's going to pick up? And then God sent the silver races and sent the, go, uh, the uh, uh, Zavala's and uh, the Cusacks and and others. Ah, if, if I'm leaving your name out, just get mad at me. I'm just just, just cutting me a little slack and figure, well, he's just an old man. But uh, but but so many of these new families that have come, the Reamers, others, others of you, Mary, God has just brought more and more people and people that love to serve. People that have come not to just receive. It's good to receive. But people who have come to give. And that's what makes a church function. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. I mean, you are the ones, by the Spirit's work, of course, that makes Bear Creek Baptist Church the loving serving, worshiping fellowship that it is. And so uh, much of that I attribute to the Pirtle family because Brad works a lot behind the scenes. You don't always see what he does. In fact, somebody asked me the other day, they said, now that lady that leads the singing, is she married? I said, yeah, she's married. She said, well, I don't ever see her sitting with a man. And I said, that's because her man is, has moved up higher. <clears throat> they said, oh, did he die? I said, no, he didn't, didn't move up that high. He just moved up into the sound booth. And so that's where he usually is. So uh, I, I just try to confuse people from time to time. But anyway... I thank all of you. And so in, in a way, today we're giving really, really special focus, honor, and appreciation to the Pertle family. But as I've thought about it, I thought, it's really true for so many families. It's true for all of you. And as we function together, I'm praying that all of us will get addicted to service and to worship and to loving one another. And uh, that only happens if we are passionately in love with Jesus. And as we love him, because he first loved us, then his love flows into us, and then that love flows out of us. And when you've got a hundred fountains of God's love functioning, Pretty soon you have an ocean of love. And that's what I want to see here at Bear Creek Baptist Church. It's what I do see. And I, I thank you for that. Now, I didn't know exactly how to give an invitation this morning. I could in, invite you to become addicts. But that would sound kind of weird, wouldn't it? But you know what I mean. Here's what I really do want to invite you to I want you to, in your heart, say, God, first of all, I'm thankful for the Pirtle family and other families in this church who serve like they do. But secondly, I want you to just increase my 
drive to serve. Increase my drive to serve others. And I just appreciate so much. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, Brother Manuel, Brother Tom, Brother John. You don't can't know what it means to me to have ministers, other pastors in the congregation because I know that some of the people might be looking for something to criticize in my preaching which I try to provide a lot of that but I know there are three men here who are praying for me every Sunday when I preach and uh, this funeral this past Friday it just meant so much to me to look out and see Brother John and Emily there because that was one of the heaviest moments of my life, of my whole ministry. And to know that not just my wife, but also others in the congregation were lifting me up in prayer, that meant so much. And God honored those prayers, and I appreciate you. So as we close today, let's just let's ask God to set a fire in our heart to serve more to love more to worship more as we thank God for the purple family let's pray Heavenly Father I do thank you today for just this uh, Stephanus in the Bible just to, to know that really almost nobody today knows his name we all are familiar with the great heroes of the faith Martin Luther and John Calvin and St. Augustine and others like that but nobody really thinks much about Stephanus and yet you've recorded his name in your Bible to remind us that those who serve and serve with a passion are never forgotten by you. And I do thank you today for the Purtle family. Lord, I thank you for all that you've invested in them through their families, through their parents, through their friends, and through this church. And I thank you for the fact that as they have freely received, they freely give. And we receive from their giving. Now I pray for all of us, Father, that uh, it be it's so easy for us to make excuses to not serve. But I pray that you'll help us be addicted to serving, like Stephanus was. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.